0: Hello, everybody. My name is Khadijah Ali Coleman. You, I'm so pleased today um, for you to meet our next speaker. I have had the privilege of being a fan. I've been, I've had the privilege of being a fan of this woman who is a fine artist. Um, she's uh, an extraordinary um, visual artist whose work has been seen around the globe um, either as a solo artist or um, through her family practice with her husband, um, who is also a fine artist. Um, and together they are homeschooling their children. She's going to share with us a little bit about um, herself in general, but also about her homeschooling journey as a, a, a black homeschooler. Um, I have to zip it because there's so many things that I know and that I've um, just witnessed her do within our community as a homeschooler, as an activist, as an artist. Um, but I'm going to open this the floor for her to introduce herself, share a bit about her story before we move into um, the question, the guiding question for this teaching. So thank you. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here.
0: Awesome. So, so if you can share a little bit, like, I don't even know where to begin. Where would you begin? You you just have such a storied history. So you jump yes. in if you want.
1: All right. So um, I think that one of the first things I'll say is I always wanted to homeschool from the time that I was very small. My mom was home with us until uh, we were in kindergarten. She's an educator. And I noticed even that early when I was in school that we were way advanced. Um, compared to our peers because we had somebody who was dedicated one-on-one with us and really working with us and so the whole time growing up I was like oh I'm in a homeschool Um, and what ended up happening is you know as I got into my 20s my dad was really big on um, business and business education and starting your own business and that sort of thing and so I was like okay you know if I start a business then I can stay home with the kids and Um, originally it was like I wanted to be with them at least until um, kindergarten and kind of take some time to see what their personalities were and what their um, learning styles were Mm -hmm. Um, and that has since expanded into at least middle school and Mm -hmm. possibly more Uh, my my oldest is about to start middle school and decided that she wanted to continue to be home so um, I started out I got I'm an educator, and I had a job working with a Montessori school. Let me turn my phone down.
0: Hopefully that word. I'm sorry.
1: Um, so I had a job with a Montessori school that was uh, pre-K through second grade. And when I first moved to D.C., and I, before that, I had only taught um, high school and middle school. And so I had to enroll my daughter into their um, pre-K program, kind of as for childcare care purposes. Um, and while I was there, I learned so much about Montessori style and play-based learning. And about, um, you know, in the Montessori schools, the, the ages are mixed. So the classes are just based on what skill level you're at versus, you know, you're in first grade, you're in second grade, you know, like to get into kindergarten, you have to no longer need to take a nap. Um, You know, like those type of little things instead of like, oh, you got to know the whole alphabet or you got to know, you know, how to count all these different things. And I was really intrigued by that and the idea that uh, not all children develop in the same way. So when I stopped working there, I was doing Montessori at home with my oldest. And we got to, I want to say she was like five or six and she wouldn't read at all. Um, I mean, we were putting her in, she was in summer camp and they were having to like read picture books to her. And, you know, I was pregnant. I was very frustrated. You know, I was pulling hair out um, in all these different groups. Like, yo, you know, my my child is five going on six. She She can't read, she won't read at all. Like, I don't know what to do you know, everybody's have her tested. And I'm just like, well, she's not, like she doesn't show any of the traditional signs of like, um, you know, having any disabilities or anything like that. Like she just doesn't want to do it. And so um, I was talking to somebody and they were like, stop pushing her. And I was just like, what do you mean? And, um, you know, she was like, well, I unschool, which means, you know, we just don't do that. There's no reason for you to be sitting her down and expecting that she's supposed to be reading certain ages. She's not showing you any signs of readiness for reading. And don't be pressured by the fact that she's at a certain age and she's supposed to read. And so, you know, I was like, you guys just don't do anything. <laughs> like, I don't want to have a kid that's like 15 and can't function. Like, what do you need to stop? And she was like, your kids are learning from their experiences just on the day to day. And the fact that they're with you and they're moving around the world with you when you're talking to them, like they're learning from all of that. There's no reason why you have to be like, okay, from, you know, 10 to 11, we're going to do math. From 11 to 12, we're going to read, like, just live your life and let her show you some signs. And so me and my husband talked and we were like, all right, you know, let's, we'll give it a try and kind of see what happens. So we just stopped. She loves math, you know, so we kept doing, like, math when she would ask, and she likes to do the worksheets and stuff, so we would get her some cool worksheets and make up worksheets, but, you know, we just worked on numbers and things, and about a year later, she just started to read, and we were, you know, I was still, like, kind of planting little seeds, you know, like, um we started watching movies that were based on books, so, like, we watched the whole Harry Potter series, and I would be like, you know, the book is so much better, but, like, And leave it at that and so you know kind of getting those wheels spinning for her um i would do little things like she wanted to find something on netflix i stopped helping her you know like if you want to find your movie on netflix you're gonna have to figure out how to navigate and find your movie on netflix or we'd be at the grocery store and she'd be like i you know i want these chips and i'd be like well go see how much it costs and walk away so i kind of would put her in situations to challenge her but on her own terms um within about two months she was reading the Harry Potter series. Like she went from not reading to like large chapter books, and I was just like, I'm gonna stop teaching them like <laughs> traditional um, classrooms. So right now we currently unschool. My youngest two are similarly. We're starting them off with kind of uh, Montessori play based learning, so they can like. Uh, I really like Montessori because it's it's so focused on you know like hand eye coordination and those type of little development things. Um, but then I think we're going to phase them into unschooling. Um, last year, my daughter and I started to kind of develop an, an unschool curriculum based on plant care and, um, farming. And so that's kind of where we are now. And the smaller kids are participating in it too. It's something we're, um, trying to gather all of it together at this, at this moment. So that there's like a year long, um, guided learning but it's based on plant care so basically you know like we go to the botanic gardens and we look at the plants we like and we go to the plant nursery and we buy them and we take like real meticulous notes about how much we watered it or what side of the house it is and why they change colors and you know we research the soil and things like that and we just i have her just writing it down so you know we're just like living life and um dealing with plants and then we recently started um, a print company that we're running from our studio, and so the oldest prints things now with us. And then she has her own line that she's developing, and so we just, you know, take her to um, festivals and she sets up with us. And she has her own things that, you know, that she's pushing. And so I think for me at this point, um, particularly looking at the way that the American school system is and the way things are going, I'm kind of like phasing the idea of like traditional school completely out of the household. And Thinking about the kids more focusing on their personal development so they can figure out you know what it is that they want to do and you know unless of course they decide they want to be like a chemist or something that's not something I can do
0: (laughs) so have have you found that um, one of the things that um, you mentioned that you moved to DC um, but before coming to DC um, you were in a not as diverse um, state is that correct Yes, Denver. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did that influence, and, and you said that you had been thinking early about homeschooling. Was it because of where you were located that led you to think that this, the school system here is probably not going to be the best for my children? And then that carried over to when you moved to D.C. Or did that have any bearing? Have you found where you are? Your your first child, um, was was she born in Denver or in, in D.C.? She was born in Denver, and that absolutely had everything to do with
1: it. I, I, honestly, I escaped Denver because I was like, I'm not going to have her grow up in this uh, white-centered environment. And, you know, some of the things, you know, I just don't think it it uh, upsets me when I see like those news stories about the school, making the kids cut their dreads, their box, um, the kid, you know, them getting in trouble for braid designs, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I'm like, why would any parent subject their child to that? And so, you know, when I moved to DC, I was thinking about, you know, if there's a homeschool collective or if there's a small community school or something, I want it to be black centered. And I want her to have an experience like, our kids deserve to have years where they're not even dealing with like aggressive racism towards them. Like, I would rather her have some years where I can point out racism so that she can understand it before she's having to like constantly build it off. And I just felt like as well as like the schools right now, I'm just like, I can't be stressed out all day wondering if somebody's going to come shoot your school up. Um, The climate is crazy. You know, like when I think about we used to have fire drills and tornado drills and that's it. Like as a teacher having lockdown drills, just like, no, I don't. So I just don't want them psychologically going through that. And so, you know, when I got to DC and you know, my husband teaches and you, we talked a little bit about, well, you know, should we put her in his school? and It's just like, no, because, you know, I I want her to have time to find herself and the other two as well. I think that they need some time to just find themselves. Um, And, you know, the school day structure is very (laughs) prison-ish and I don't want them to be indoctrinated into that. That's the other thing that, you know, people are saying to us a lot is like, what's going to happen? when it's time for your kids to get a job and it's like well we're not raising them to get a job we're raising them to own their time and then create opportunities for themselves so like they know they have to make money you need to figure out a way to make money but your time is valuable and you don't have to go you don't have to set your life up where you're here from nine to five every day you can set your life up a number of ways that bring you your money
0: mm mm-hmm that's profound. My last question before we get into, get to the teaching question was uh, around your idea of home, of unschooling versus homeschooling, or is there an unschooling versus homeschooling, or is your version of unschooling um, an aspect of homeschooling?
1: Um, Yes, I do think that there's a little bit of a difference in terms of I have friends at home school that have their kids on a really structured schedule. So, you know, I have a friend who, um, our kids get together Well, before Corona, they would get together every week and we would do a field trip every week together. But he is on like a, a structured schedule. Like he does math from this time to this time. Then he takes a break. He has lunch at this time. Um, which would drive me crazy. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I don't think you've ever done that. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot structure a day like that. And I just, I just I can't and I I'm not every year I print out a list of what they're expected to learn or what they would be learning if they were in school to just kind of keep an eye on you know are is, are they showing interest in those type of things and making sure that you know at least I'm introducing certain concepts um but I just could never do that and I see a lot so there's a lot of different styles of um of homeschool that I'm that I'm seeing and I think that with unschool, just the ability to be like, I'm not going to structure your learning. And that that sounds crazy. Like when, you know, when I was first saying it to my husband, he was just like, um, <laughs> what are you doing to the kids? And even for me, like, <laughs> like, it was scary. Like, especially the first, like months watching, just being like, I'm not going to say anything to her about her reading and just like. Like it sounds cool and talking about why the leaves are changing in the fall, just in natural conversation and googling it and looking it up and I'm just like, wow, I'm learning um you know we're like right now we're watching the news and like talking about protest and the history of protests and you know, so we're able to have these conversations that are super multifaceted and like relaxing into the world and letting the world and experiences and creating opportunities for experience to push the learning, I think is just like, it's a whole different thing. Um, I think the one thing that, that I do that I think is really closely connected with homeschool is is the focus on development because, you know, I think regardless of how you choose to approach your teaching style or your curriculum or uncurriculum or whatever, making sure that your child is developing appropriately is like
0: key. So fascinating. I have so many questions for you, but we're going to get to um, the teaching question, which is what barriers to access exist for Black family who are homeschooling?
1: So I would say the biggest thing for us has been, um, well, there's been a couple things. One is uh, diversity in curriculums and curriculum approaches. I think that a lot of times, especially when you go towards, you're looking for a Black curriculum, uh, it could be a little bit, too black (laughs) if that makes (laughs) sense you know like i don't want my daughter to have to like only eat african food and choose an african name and you know wear an african dress and everything is you know count the egyptian eyes all of that It's like it's too like i think that there's ways to engage in our culture without like over pushing this Um, super black African narrative and I know that sounds really coolish and you know I don't mean it to come across that way Um, but I want her to understand like there is an element of diversity that I want her to have access to and then I think that there's a lot of different um, cultural issues that that brings up for me as a black American woman where there's a little bit of a disconnect. When I'm having those conversations, it feels like I'm appropriating um, a culture of learning in a way that that mm-hmm. I don't want to, and so that's definitely one thing that we run into. Um, other Black homeschooling families is really is difficult to find. It's hard for us to find you know kids that are in that same age group who are available at one o'clock in the to go to the museum with us. On. I, the idea of homeschooling is very popular with like white families and other families. And so like allowing my kids to have opportunities to connect with people who look like them who are doing the same thing has been a little bit of a challenge. Um, I also think that sometimes because of the way that, you know, we're advancing them and letting them choose their own learning, that they end up in um, situations where they want education that, people don't understand why they should have access to it. And the example that I'll give is um, the Dream Labs that DC has. So, you know, our kids wanted to learn about um, they want to have YouTube channels and so they wanted to learn how to edit and how to make music and how to do all these different things but the Dream Lab, it has an age limit on it. So, you know, you have to be Are Are these labs in the libraries? Yeah, they're in some of the libraries. And so, and, you know, so they have everything. They have cameras, they have green screen, and they'll teach you how to use everything. Um, But we ended up having to call around the libraries to get them to to set a session up for our children who are, I think, 10 and 11 or 11 and 12. Um, And they agreed to it, but when we showed up, you know, it was just kind of that double take of like, oh, you guys are bringing two little black kids in here to learn how to like, why aren't you guys in school and you know our kids being like who does that <laughs> you know, we're, we're here to learn and <laughs> and you know we're doing things that you guys teach high school students and we're doing it in fifth grade yeah. so you know so i think there's things like that um we also i think culturally there's a lot of misunderstanding around what homeschooling actually is you know people are very shocked they they make a lot of um comments around what it is to be black and homeschooling Um, I think there's a lot of fear around what it means to take control over your child's education. And so, you know, I spend a lot of time and even in front of my kids, I spend a lot of time explaining to people like what we're doing in a way that's very draining. Um, We had an experience recently because, you know, people will come up to my daughter all the time and be like, you know, what did you guys do today? And she'll be like, nothing. And, you know, I'm just like, stop telling people we don't do anything <laughs> all day. <laughs> like, because then people are pulling me aside, like, you know, what's going on? Y'all? Like, I'll call CPS on you. <laughs> right, you know, and I'm trying to explain that to her, and one of my friends was like, stop yelling at her, like, to her, she doesn't realize that she's learning, like, that's right. why she nothing you know like because for her she's just so immersed we're so immersed in learning at all times that there isn't a i'm only learning this hour
0: for her and that is let me tell you (laughs) that's gonna be until she becomes a teenager that is (laughs) that is so true my because my daughter's 16 and that's she has always been nothing would you nothing Because everything that you've explained is just living. It's life. Yes. And she and, and because you had don't have this regimented schedule, she you know, they they they're free. They're free children. Yeah. Living. They don't have the
1: language. And like that was mind blowing to me. Like my kids don't even know what it they don't even have that language. Yes. Like her friend was like, Yeah, recess and she was like, recess, like I go out and play when I want to go out and play. Like, <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> <That is>
0: hilarious. <laughs> he said, stop telling people that. That is so funny. But you give such a great example on how folks will pry into your business through your children. To be, it, It's something about telling people that you are homeschooling that triggers something in them a lot. Yes. You know what I mean? yes. and it's
1: it's a fear and I definitely see a totally different reaction when like white people have that conversation with each other it's like oh my god that's great you know what are you guys doing and like where as when we say it even to each other it's just like whoa you know what does that mean
0: yeah and especially I'm sure with you being an artist I know I already had a reputation before um I was homeschooling of being crazy um and out of the box. So always doing something new. So she's over there homeschooling, like this is a new invention that I created. Um, Have you found with COVID-19 that some of that, those experiences have changed what people have been coming to you as a resource, as a homeschooling resource, as children, um, as schools have closed, and um, parents have had to kind of be learning curators while their children are at home? Lose you?
1: Okay, here you are.
0: <laughs> did you hear what I asked you? I, did not. Okay. <laughs> I, I was asking um, since COVID um, and the closing of schools, have you found that a, a little bit of that narrative has changed? As have parents come to you now as a resource because they have now, schools have closed and they have now had to become the learning curators of their children in their homes? Has that been now a different experience with with other people who, who have not chosen to homeschool
1: yes and you know what i want to say two things about that one is i was really surprised about how much the covid we struggled. that was really unexpected for me because to the museums we can't go to the zoos we're being in and out most days us having um you know time and where we're you know we're riding the train and we're around people and how much that that really helps sustain all of our mental health and so you know we had a period of time um, at the end of the year where I just was like I'm done everybody's done for mental health you, you you get an A you get an A you get an A we're done like we really just now started to kind of figure out what it looks like to still kind of be teaching and sadly because of like the riots and things like that kind of give us something to talk about and like look at on the news and facilitate some conversations but it was we struggled for a minute so you know it was interesting to see how even with homeschooling these type of world shifts impact um what that looks like and what that looks like for the kids um in answer to your question absolutely i think that in the first couple of weeks of the shutdowns um, getting people to understand that distance learning and homeschooling are not the same was like huge because you know people were calling me frustrated you know my, their their kids were struggling with um, making the transition to distance learning I think that first couple weeks I had more conversations with parents that I'm like hey, did you ask your kids if they're okay you know like it must be really devastating to have your day shift like that and to have, you know, you're used to being in a classroom, you're used to being around your peers, you're used to these, this type of schedule. And then it, it was literally like, because I watched my husband's process, like they were in school one day, and the next day school was done. And, and so just asking people like, did you even did, have you had time to like connect with your kids and their mental health during this time? And how many parents hadn't even thought about that? That wasn't, you know, because they're not the people who are like, uh, handling their kids learning and just thinking about like well if your kid's emotional space is impacted they're not in a position to learn so you know I have that conversation with a lot of people um I think that right now the conversations that people are having with me are um I think that a lot of people aren't going to send their kids back to school next year and especially as they're talking about the, the possibility of a second wave I think a lot of parents are just like it's not going to Work and wanting to know, you know, how do you work in homeschool? What does that look like? And you know, so talking to them about, like, well, you know, um, uh, that in high school, for example, your child only needs like I think it's like three hours of instruction, and so getting them to like change the way that they view how they set up their day and how they set up the time, like, it's not an eight hour situation when your kids are at home with you, even if you're doing, you know, worksheets and assignments and things like that, they're not just sitting all day and you're like, do this assignment, do this assignment. Like you have a couple things that you do and then you move on with the rest of your day. I think that um, people are desperate for curriculums right now. And um, that's one thing that we've been getting a lot of. And then uh, I think we're getting a lot of conversation around um, art because both of us are art teachers. And uh, we have a lot of parents who are just like our kids aren't doing anything that's creative and trying to figure out how to integrate creative activities and don't know where to start beyond, you know, here's a crown and some markers. So, yeah, we're definitely getting a lot more inquiries. Um, And I think that it's going to change a lot of the stigma around homeschooling um, coming up in the future.
0: I I think. I agree wholeheartedly with you. And I think that it's so interesting that in you sharing your experiences on how COVID has pretty much changed this whole conversation about homeschooling, I think that that will impact those things that you mentioned are barriers to access. Because mm-hmm. I think that yeah. a, lot of, yeah, I think a lot of people have been forced now to consider homeschooling in a mainstream way where before it was it was just a fringe kind of thing that those folks are doing and so it's so interesting how um so quickly it seems homeschool schooling kind of moved in the forefront even if for only even if it was only for those of us who have been homeschooling practitioners to say to them that's not homeschooling you know so so I appreciate I appreciate you so much so what we're gonna do is have um, with your bio for folks who are watching this video they'll be able to connect with you um, learn more about the business that you and your your husband offer Um, and so I want to thank you so much I hope that you join us um, when we become virtual so the teach-in is July 20th to the 24th but I hope you join us this Friday on the 24th July 24th to um, be present for folks who may want to have direct questions for you Um, I foresee a lot of folks trying to sign up if you have any virtual art classes um, to learn more about you but thank you so much for answering our question and thank you for continuing to be such a vibrant part of the home the black homeschooling community have a great day thank you for inviting me oh thanks